Hey folks, it's Jalen. So these next three episodes in this season are a part of um, what the episodes that I was doing for Pride Month. And these were basically conversations with my friends talking about coming out stories. Um, and yeah, you'll meet three of my friends, Leslie, Khalil, and Fred. And Khalil and Fred have been on season two and Leslie has not been on season two yet. Um, but Leslie is the person that I road tripped up to um, the West Coast with. Um, and they just kind of fill us in on um, their coming out and um, kind of discuss their gender identity, which um, I think is really cool because uh, they provide a education around the some distinctions between um, gender identity and sexuality and how those two things get conflated sometimes. So um, this is a really interesting conversation. So I uh, hope you guys will enjoy it. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into this episode. Um, this will be the first of my coming out story series. And here I have a good friend of mine, Leslie, here to tell Hi. their story. So first off, Leslie, um, introduce yourself to, to the audience. Tell a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I'm Leslie. Jalen and I know each other from undergrad. We became close in our last kind of two years three semesters or so because yeah. we kept taking classes together um i was an english sociology double major with concentrations in east asian studies and so i'm going on from there and um this is kind of cool because you're the first white person on this show i know i feel <laughs> very interested about that i don't know how to feel uh, maybe in the future i'll have more white people just featuring white people yeah just yeah featuring white people um so yeah just well thank you for you know being being one of the people to come and do this project for uh with me and so we can just get into your story how did you come out to your to your parents oh dear um and here you you can put the mic closer oh dear oh yourself, so it looks like an alien anyways um, coming out to my parents was a weird process, because I guess I discovered I'm, well, I'm bisexual, and so I discovered I was bi kind of in high school when I started um, dating girls a little bit. Um, kind of those high school relationships that only lasted a couple weeks, you know, that weren't actually meaning anything, but they felt very important at the time. I don't know. So when I came to university in my first semester, I had my first long-term girlfriend, and we started dating in, like, September of our freshman year. So that's right when I started. Yeah, it was, like, right then. Um, we had some mutual friends. She lived on the same floor as me in the same dorm on the other side of the hall. And um, I was really excited about it because it was the first time. It was the first time I marked myself as, quote-unquote, falling in love, I guess. Which is really cheesy, but whatever. So, um... I've always had a really open relationship with my mom, and so it was something that I wasn't telling her about because I didn't know how my Southern Baptist mother would react to, oh, by the way, I have a girlfriend. So 
it was kind of put off, put off, put off. And I think in about late September, I also have a very close relationship with my mother's sister. She has three sisters, so it's the sister right above her, my aunt, because she helped kind of raise me and my sister. She's my godmother. Um, I spent all of the summers of my childhood kind of with her and stuff. And so she had called me or I had called her or something and we were just talking and I think I had called her because I had every intention of coming out to her first because oh, she's wow. she's the liberal aunt. She's like the bleeding Democrat in the House of Republicans. So I was like, I can tell my aunt first and that'll be a nice way to kind of inch in. And so I was pussying out, pussying out. I just couldn't tell her throughout the entire thing. You know how it doesn't come up in conversation you don't know how to wedge it in, oh, by the way, I'm queer? Because mm. that's just really awkward to throw into a conversation. Yeah, that's never really a right time yeah. or a way to do it. I so... Guess. I just wasn't able to bring it out, and finally, towards the end of the conversation, we run out of things to talk about with, like, school or whatever, and so she asked, well, is there, like, a guy that you're seeing? Is there a boyfriend or something on the horizon? And I said, no, but I do have a girlfriend. And so she, there was, like, this really awkward pause. It was horrible, like, five seconds of my life, and then she said, oh, like, a girlfriend, girlfriend, like, dating it's like what other kind of girlfriends are there I was like yes um an actual girlfriend I told her her name I told her about her and whatever and she was really cool about it she's like you know I have gay friends you went to their pool party isn't like that gay card kind of like you pull out the black friend card and so I was like yeah I haven't told mom yet and she's like oh well I won't tell her but um that's something you need to tell her I just don't know how to go about that or what advice to give you because my parents are an interesting enigma and the fact that they're both Baptist Republicans but they're also like stoners and they're also like weirdly progressive I don't know we all believe in aliens they smoke a lot of weed I really don't know how to explain my family weirdly southern the southern families are just strange and so I got it. I knew I had to tell my parents because one, I wanted to tell my mom. I wasn't going to tell my dad because I figured she'd tell my dad and he's one of those southern men who just don't talk about anything but seems to know everything and is just kind of okay with it as long as his house is peaceful and he can watch football. So um, the, it was in October-ish, I want to say. It might have been November because it was a rough time for me because I was um, struggling in school. I was trying to adjust to being at university. Um, my grandfather was currently living with my parents because he was dying and they were taking care of him as my mom's father. I think my sister was home at this time too and was in between jobs. It was kind of a stressful thing with mom because she and my sister get along but they don't get along. It's interesting. So I would called mom, asked her to come up and meet me for dinner and then we actually went to Eclipse. And my sister told me later that apparently she turned to dad and said, well, Leslie wants me to eat dinner with her. And I hadn't really come home or, like, talked to them a lot since I had gone. And so she's like, she wants me to eat dinner with her, so that means she's either failing math or she has a girlfriend. And dad looked up from NCIS and said, well, I hope it's neither, but go ahead. And so mom meets me for dinner, and the joke's on her because it was both. I was failing math and I had a girlfriend. So I 
told her, like, Mom, I'm bisexual, I have a girlfriend, I was telling her about her, and she kind of smiled or whatever, it looked kind of pained, and she was like, I know. And I was like, oh, you know. And she's like, when you were younger, I told your Aunt Barbara that if it's true you're born that way, we'll find out in a couple of years, because you acted so much like your cousin Laura, who is the only other queer cousin in our family. She is a lesbian and has been married to her partner for the past five years. So, I guess they kind of pegged me from the beginning. I don't know how I got pegged, but it was that it was not as horrible as I thought it would be, but it was very okay. She was like, I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but I love you and I want you to be happy and I'm going to support my daughter. And so I want you to be safe and I want you to be um, taking care of yourself and I'm not going to cast you aside because we're family and so it was kind of a what I thought would happen but you know you have that anxiety before you come out it's like oh they're gonna hate me they're gonna kick me out I'm not gonna have family anymore what am I gonna do but it was fine in the end and my sister I think at some point I had told her I can't remember when I came out to my sister but when mom got home and I told them, Natalie was like, oh yeah, I know, Natalie being my sister. And mom apparently was like, how did you know? You didn't tell me. <laughs> but like, we were also struggling with everything. And it was a weird time to come out to my mom because her dad was dying. And suddenly she had these two bombshells from her youngest um, child, had the other child still living with her. But she handled it like a champ, and we still have a very good, positive relationship. She's been with me through two girlfriends now and a boyfriend, all of whom have been uh, people of color, which was also interesting because there was a moment when I was in middle school where mom told me she didn't think that races should mix, which I think she, ha she was born in the 60s, kind of grew up in segregation era, um, had parents who were very much for segregation, so it's been kind of a learning curve for her and dad, but I think they've taken it really well in stride and have been like, okay, Leslie just is doing fine, I guess, and these are pretty good people they keep bringing home. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, um, how did your dad take it? Um, or did he not really care? I never officially told him. I guess your mom just told him. Yeah, there was a moment when, I think it was when the marriage law passed. I was part of Secular Student Alliance on campus. I was secretary I want to believe it was like sophomore year when that passed and we were on the county courthouse lawn celebrating it was like a protest thing we had protested there earlier this in the year. no in Columbiana where I grew up oh, okay this <laughs> so we had been there in the winter protesting Alabama's movements against the Supreme Court Act to bring in marriage equality and so we went back after it passed to show our support and the Columbiana County Courthouse, the county courthouse for our county is in Columbiana, which is where I went to high school and middle school and where I grew up. So I was there celebrating, had equality flags, was being just like obnoxiously proud on the front lawn as my white privilege affords me mm. um, with a couple other SSA members. I think Artemis was there um, and Amalia, who are also SSA members, um, a couple other people from like Equality Alabama. And there was a reporter from AL.com who had interviewed us, and it ended up on the front of the Shelby County Reporter, mm. which my dad's best friend slash boss reads every day. 
And so he had come to dad and showed him the paper where I was like, I can get married now. And it had talked about me being bisexual on the front page of our county paper and was like, so Leslie's on. Yeah. And I think that was the only moment that I knew that dad knew. But we've never directly talked about it, but he's met my girlfriends and boyfriends in stride and been polite to all of them and nice to all of them and included them. Um, we took my last girlfriend to our family Christmas and she was part of our family photo and they've just been like open about it because not really open as in talking, but open as in letting it come and be a part of our lives. So I think that's, um, nice. I think the only thing, I don't know, I know they worry about it because when I was talking to mom about us doing our thing to Oregon, um, she had talked about it with her friend who is a lesbian and showed, she actually had told me once, she's like, if Jalen ever comes over, I want to talk to both of you about traveling because you know it's dangerous when you're gay. And I was like, Mom, we know. It's fine. I don't think I've told... I don't think I've said it on the podcast how I'm road tripping up to Oregon with you. Oh. I don't think I've said that yet. <laughs> well, that we can cover that. Yeah, it's fine. later. Okay. Um, well, I'm curious to... And I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about this, but I'm curious to know how you, being someone who identifies as gender fluid, how does that fit into your bisexuality? Does it, like... Does it affect it? Kind not of. not affect, but is there is that something that is taken into account? You do you know what I'm trying to yeah. ask? Um, for me, my gender identity does not influence the way I perceive other people. Okay. Because bisexuality gets confused and inflated a lot with pansexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, bisexuality is typically designed defined as the attraction to two or more genders meaning that you can when you say two it could be like you're attracted to someone who is genderqueer and male or genderqueer and female or to someone or you could be attracted to male and female Mm -hmm. and not genderqueer does that kind of make sense Mm -hmm. with pansexuality it's attraction to all genders usually um if you're pansexual you state that you are attracted to people based on personality more Mm -hmm. so than um, their sexual or gender identity. Um, At least that's what I've heard from when I've asked pansexual friends. I will not speak for all of them. Um, So I see it more as my gender identity is something personal to me. And the way... it doesn't affect your your sex life pretty much. Or who who you're attracted to. Yes, because I... Technically, I guess you could classify me as pansexual, but I have used this term bisexual so for so long that it's so close to me that I will never let that go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a personal thing at this point, mm-hmm. because I would date someone who is trans. I would date someone who is in between the mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. whereas there are some who might not. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a strange. I actually did try to come out to mom once as gender fluid. Okay. And tell her my pronouns okay. are them they, and she laughed. Did why? Is I don't it... think she fully grasped it, and she was she just kind of looked at me long suffering. Was like you're still my daughter. Oh, so like saying that she didn't care. Yeah, it was kind but... of that. She's like, oh, what? I don't think she thinks it's valid. 
or real. Okay. Which it is, for someone who is so used to a binary, it is very hard to explain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's still kind of, it's definitely hard for me to kind of. It's hard for me, understand. and I have gender fluids. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that's why I asked that question, because I was just curious to know. I mean, you only learn about it through talking to people, people about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, could you, could you tell, um, everyone a little bit about what you're planning on doing with your future and all of that stuff? So, my professional life. Um, currently I'm working as a private tutor, an English tutor. I have certification in teaching English as a foreign language, which I got while I was in school. Um, with my bachelor's degree. So I'm a private tutor to a very sweet Japanese family teaching English to their young son, who's about eight, and to the parents. And it's really nice. I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy working with language, especially with foreign speakers, because it makes me think very critically about my own language. Mm. And I'm also working retail, naturally, because you have to have a day job. You can't make the bills happen on two tutoring shifts a week. I'm um, actually getting a promotion soon. I will be front-end coordinator. Please shoot me. <laughs> but past that, we are, Jalen and I are planning to road trip to Oregon this summer yes. to move him in for his grad school um, opportunity and his new life. Yeah. I have a job interview tonight, actually, for a teaching position in South Korea teaching English as a foreign language. Um, I'm hoping to move to Korea and teach as a English teacher there for a year or two, maybe three, get a handle on the language, see and kind of immerse myself in that culture because I would like to go to grad school to get my master's and PhD in anthropology and have focuses on Korean studies and um, popular culture and kind of international popular culture and studies as well as globalization that's it's really cool do you think you'll do you think while you're teaching do you think you'll try to continue to write about um you know international culture and yes. asian studies that's yes. the, that type of stuff i'm co-editor for a new pop site called Pop Splaining oh, with Keisha. Sure. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm the co-editor there, so Pop Splaining is reclaiming the word mansplaining, mm-hmm. where men over-explain things to women, and it's us over-explaining popular culture, yeah. basically. I need to feature that. Yes. I'm, I'm, uh... It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So currently, I'm just doing book reviews because I have time to actually read now that we've graduated. It's yeah, beautiful. I've been slacking off on reading. I've just been watching TV. <sighs> I know you have. It's fine. Did you finish Handmaid's Tale, though? Mm-mm. Oh, the book? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the book was really good. Yeah, I loved that a lot. I love that book. Um, you might like more of her stuff. There's a book version of Alias Grace. Her other show that's on Netflix, oh, Margaret okay. Atwood. Okay. You might like that, because that show was interesting. <clears throat> I think I saw it at Target. Yeah. Um, I've been reading a lot of YA, because it's easy to read, and I love young adult novels. It's kind of a guilty pleasure. And then, so I'm working on Pops Planning. I also have a personal blog that I need to <laughs> work on called The Humanities Hick. 
Yeah. That is kind of me outlining ideas that I would want to do for either articles or like more in-depth research and things like that. I have a first post on my hip-hop orientalism idea. Yeah. Uh, I need to work on that some more. But, so those are my two kind of side projects, and I'd like to continue just kind of cultivating ideas before I go, so that way it shows that I'm still doing things. Scholarly stuff, yeah. Yeah. And work on some articles and try to get some published. I have an article right now I need, I'm working on transferring it to Chicago Style. And making sure all of my citations are okay that I'll hopefully be sending out in this week for possible publication. Don't know if they'll take it. That's exciting. Well, it's, it's, you're, st- you're still doing Yeah, the I'm still work to... trying to send it. Yeah. And it's my stuff on the fifth wave of K-pop. Yeah. It's that article. Well, I wish you luck on all of that. Especially... <laughs> Tonight, hopefully. Oh, God. When, when do you think you'll hear back? Like, um, right then? I mean, because you said it'll be 10 a.m. there. Yeah, my interview's at 9 p.m. tonight, 10 a.m. Korea time. So I'm hoping either today or tomorrow. I don't know how long it would take them to decide whether or not to hire me. I'm a split-second decision person. I don't know if they are. I'm hoping at least by the end of the week. Yeah, I mean, if they just really, really really didn't like you I don't know but then why wouldn't they I don't know I just hope they do because I will if I don't get it I'll cry and then apply to like four more yeah but Uh, this one would be nice it's teaching kindergarten and elementary and that's what I want yeah well thank you for coming on this episode and sharing your story Thank you for inviting me into your space. Yes, yes, this is my space. (laughs) Hey guys, thank you for listening to Go Black Boy Go. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Google Play. So don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and leave a review. And once again, thank you for listening to the podcast.